them. <laughs> no doubt. Little does he know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. <clears throat> all right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, another episode of Stay in the Fight podcast. I'm really, really excited today to have uh, kind of my partner in crime in the, uh, in the Akron office, uh, a, a fellow special teams quality control guy, um, Greg. I'm blanking on people. Craig Wood. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I was thinking <laughs> I went to high school with a guy named Greg Hart. I'm like, wait a second. But um, Greg it, it was a, a great punter uh, in college at, at Valparaiso. Uh, ended up having a few tryouts in the NFL. Uh, actually got into the, uh, the professional uh, world and, and uh, corporate uh, career. And then just kind of decided that wasn't good enough and, and wanted to get into coaching. And uh, definitely has a really unique story that I think will resonate with a lot of people. So, uh, Greg, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, uh, I kind of touched touched on you being a punter, um, but tell us a little bit about you know your your experience and you know what was it like getting some NFL tryouts and all that stuff. Um, well, it was great. Obviously, I mean, to go back to when it began, um, you know, as kicking and punting. Uh, became something that uh, would help me get into college. It's something I started really focusing on and, and going to those summer camps uh, with Coles and uh, another number, another uh, an, a number of other camps um, just to help me refine that technique. You know, as a younger kid, I always wanted to be a quarterback like everybody else. But uh, by the time I was in high school, kids were getting stronger, taller, and faster than me. And the only way to stay on the field was to be the punter kicker. Um, and, you know, and a fun story in itself, um, you know, I grew up on a horse ranch uh, just north of Chicago, about 30, 35 miles. And my dad, he built a field goal post out of, you know, two by fours in our back, one of our back pastures. And I started using that, you know, with friends to like play games, but, you know, kick field goals. So I had been doing it since I was nine years old, eight years old, something like that. So um, by the time I got to high school, you know, when they said, hey, who wants to kick, you know, I, I had seven years of experience more than the other kids in high school. So it's something I realized sometime in there that it was something that could give me a future. And, um, you know, I had a, uh, you know, a strong desire to stay close to home, uh, you know, sometime within two hours. And so Valparaiso was just the perfect place, um, you know, took a tour, loved it, would recommend it to anybody. Um, one of the best, you know, four years of my life. And while I was there, um, you know, I had the idea of, being a finance major, that's kind of what I wanted to get into. Uh, so like you mentioned, uh, ultimately, uh, after all this, I did go into the corporate world for that degree. Um, but again, it was, you know, something that while I did the weightlifting program, ate right, all of a sudden I was playing better than even when I was in high school, obviously, and growing. And so it led to a couple tryouts. It led to some exposure, um, you know, made it as far as minicamp with the Bears in 2013. Uh, but unfortunately, in the next year when I was training and, and trying to break into the league, uh, I had an injury that uh, essentially ended my career. So that's when, from there, decided to go into the corporate world. Um, went to a company close to home, started as a financial analyst, worked my way up into the marketing department, um, you know, was there for three or four years, you know, went, went to a new company, which was a, you know, a pay raise and a, and a title uh, jump up. And, you know, just was climbing the corporate ladder. Um, I've done it, I guess, then for about six years. And there was just came a point where I truly missed the game. 
you know, after the injury, there's, there's thoughts that you have, and I'm sure there's many guys who listen to this will feel the same way that you almost want to distance yourself because you failed. Uh, right. It's, it's just tough. It's a tough thing to cope with and to grapple with. And, um, you know, so I, I just went straight into the corporate world and, and uh, went away from it. And gosh, sometime around 27, 28, it just, you know, it, it started coming back. So I started volunteering at high schools and helping out with their punters and kickers. And that, and that led to talking and me, talking to other people and somebody informed me what the scoop was. And I, I remember the day I looked at it, I was at work uh, on my lunch break, uh, extremely upset with a decision made by my bosses. And, um, you know, someone had mentioned it to me and I'm sitting there looking at my phone and I thought, man, you know, this is like, this is the stuff I want to do. Like I would do that job. Um, I would, I would, I had no qualms or pride or anything like that that would stop me. And I, 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 you know, saw, saw an ad and applied for it and ended up getting the offer. And that's what actually took me from corporate world to coaching. That's awesome. So like, when did you know you wanted to be a football coach? Was it during the time that you're volunteering and helping at the high school level? Was it something that you were kind of thinking about before that? Um, you know, people had mentioned to me, they thought I could do it. Um, but it was, it was that first season volunteering at Palatine high school, just outside of Chicago. Um, you know, working with a buddy, you know, helping these kids out and teaching them. It was just, you know, it, there's just something different about standing on a football field. Right. Um, you know, I was, wasn't wearing those dress shoes and, you know, slacks and a tie. And, you know, I was comfortable in my sweatpants. I, like it was just one of those things where you get those memories and that like at home feeling. And it was, it was a feeling I had chased corporately and I just never found. And, you know, that was the moment I decided to start looking. That's awesome. So what, what were your first steps to break into the profession? Like, how did you go about getting, you know, a volunteer job at, uh, at, a, at the high school level? Um, I actually had, um, what started this, I actually played a couple years of semi-pro, um, you know, just beforehand. And um, like I said, missed the game. So it was just something that helped me get back in shape. I had, you know, the corporate world, you know, really dragged you down when you sit in a chair all day. Um, so I wanted to get back in shape and test myself. So I was kicking a little bit and having some fun with that. And I met a guy through that team who coached at that high school. And that's what started me, him asking me to come by and help. Um, and then from there, you know, learned about the scoop. Um, and I actually, you know, and I've heard this because I've had uh, friends who are alumni from Valpo as well as other friends who are in college coaching that, you know, you need to be connected to get the job or you need to do this or that. And quite honestly, the first job I got at Carroll University, um, I didn't know anybody there. Um, I didn't have any connections to the university whatsoever. Um, I, I believe I had a strong resume, which I got help building um, and, you know, just applied. And, and I, you know, I'll tell you what, it wasn't the first one I applied to. It was probably the 35th and it was probably the second person to even call me back. And the first one to actually call me in for an interview. Um, you just never know, right? Like uh, you just, you just, it's just one of those things. Absolutely. So that kind of springboarded it also kind of recap your career. I know it's been short just cause you know, you got in pretty recently, but uh, so from high school went to, to Carroll and then uh, tell us a little bit about Carroll and then where, where you've been from there. Yeah, I mean, Carroll University was a great place. Uh, it's a small little D3 school up in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, and I was really lucky to allow them, you know, for them to, to want to bring in somebody who could do just special teams. Um, like I said, punter kicker background, I hadn't played another, any other position since, you know, 14 years old. So it's something I knew and I knew well. Um, and at the time, the head coach, 
Um, he kind of managed all the special teams, but would give uh, a singular special team to each of the staff. But found that that you know maybe wasn't effective or what he wanted to do, and it was just uh, the right place and the right scenario and you know the right mold fit, whatever that may be. And he allowed me to take over all the special teams as well as coach the kickers and punters. Um, and so you know a full season of that, was great. You know, have, I, I, you know getting your you know, you know your feet wet in it, I guess, your chops. I mean, I learned a lot. Uh, every game was like, you know part of that scouting stuff and learning formations. Like I came in with ideas of things that I had played with that I had seen be successful. And that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, my team molded and formations and all that kind of molded throughout the season. Um, and I was actually really excited for that second season at Carroll. Uh, they also had, I guess, promoted me for lack of better words, also linebackers coach. Um, but obviously this, uh, you know, uh, the COVID and the pandemic uh, made spring ball, uh, disappear. So I didn't really get to do any of that, which was unfortunate. Um, but you know, in those months when you're sitting at home and you're, you're recruiting and looking at film, obviously I stayed in touch with the scoop um, and, you know, saw that there was uh, a, a position at Akron for you know, special teams quality control. And you know, if, if the ultimate goal is to get as high as you can in this profession, you know, why not apply? Right. And so that's what led to that application, that interview, and then ultimately working with you here at Akron. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, you know, you're in the corporate world, you're living in, in Chicago and, you know, making money, doing things that you <laughs> want to do, but that real people do. Yeah. Um, what made you get, like, leave all of that to, you know, make no money? And, you know, tell us a little bit about you know, how much were you making at Carroll? What was rent like? How are you surviving? And same thing with uh, with Akron. Um, it, it wasn't easy. I'll tell you that. Um, there's a number of things that came into that decision and a number of things that even made it possible. You know, you're, you, I was making the salary and I was working my way up the corporate ladder and it, it wasn't anything to, to scoff at. Uh, you know, I was living a, a comfortable life, right? Um, I could have lived that life and just steadily climbed for another 40 years. Um, but gosh, was it just terribly mundane and it just beats you down mentally. I, I, I can't describe it any other way. Uh, it feels like you get old uh, fast. And I just, it, you know, couldn't have any of that. Um, that was the number one driver. Number two, um, you know, you, and I'm sure many coaches will agree with this. You've got to have a strong woman behind you. And, you know, my girlfriend, Lindsay, was very supportive. And we, I had sat down and told her, like, hey, I know, you know, this is a little uh, different. Um, it's going to be difficult because I'm going to move away from Chicago. Um, but she was very supportive and all about it. And so that was number two. Um, number three, and, and to talk on that, um, the salary part, you know, I was, I had gone from making six figures to just, uh, you know, 10K uh, pre-tax at, at Carroll University with no health benefits or, or anything like that, which unfortunately I need at this age. Um, so it required a number of things. I um, essentially paid off all my debt. Um, so you know, you know, thank the Lord and knock on wood. I don't know anybody a single dollar. Um, and that's, that's key. Um, but there were times in that year that it was tough financially. Um, you know, I was, I had to split rent with two of the other coaches, which made it easier. Um, but you know, food and, you know, health requirements. Um, I deliberately, you know, for example, moved into an apartment that was, you know, 200 yards from the office so that I could sell my car, uh, and take the money from that. I actually, it was still worth more than I owed on the loan. And so by selling the car, 
I could pay off that loan and have a little extra cash. And that actually allowed me, that gave me four to five more months of, of, of money just to pay rent and utilities and, and food. Um, there were certainly some cutbacks, um, you know, not as much, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings trips or, or beers as I would have liked. Um, you know, a lot more of the Aldi trips and rice and chicken and peas, you know, for days at a time, right? Um, you had to give up a lot of things. I sold a lot of my possessions, uh, again, just to make the ends meet. So if you saw a lot of my stuff on eBay, that's where you're going to find it. Um, it. It was difficult, right? Um, and it's, you know, and it's something you can attest to. It's even more difficult now. Um, even after Carol, we, I took this job here as a volunteer job. And it's, you know, again, it has its ups and downs, um, you know, the down being the financial part. Um, it's, it's, it's even more difficult than Carol. Um, and obviously COVID and the pandemic has made it harder. Um, but in my mid twenties, I was, I was not stupid. I was smart with my money. And like I said, paid off debts and saved it. Um, and, you know, I've essentially said, Hey, I'm going to do this until the, the savings run out and just hope that within that time period, um, I can find a job or a place that's willing to give me a chance and, and you know, make you a full-time coach. Absolutely. Do you have any good, good stories from this, this time that you're going through right now, uh, just making a little money and scraping pennies? Um, oh, a few, um, you know, with my old car before I sold it, it was within Uber's limits of, of what you could use to drive. Um, so plenty of nights of Uber driving in Waukesha and picking up one of my own players or two that, uh, you know, in a bar or something, and they didn't realize it was me. <laughs> Those were always fun, right? Um, after that, I tended to just go to the next couple towns over to Uber rather than doing that town. Um, you know, door dashing, I did that too. Um, you know, I've, I've had to take jobs with, like Ed Carroll, I took a job with the Waukesha County to to essentially oversee the, the softball leagues, the t-ball leagues for the county. So, um, you know, a lot of time sacrificed just to make ends meet um, and, you know, go from one office to the next um, and then go home to sleep and repeat. Um, yeah, there was some good stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously, selling the car was the tougher part, but... Mm -hmm. um, you know, nothing too funny, but I'm, I'm sure there are other stories that would be better shared over beer. So no, no doubt. No, that's, that's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, I definitely appreciate your, your sacrifice. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that you're going to make it. Um, so kind of pivoting to the future, you know, what's, what's your, your dream gig and, you know, what's your next step that in your career that you're hoping for to, to get to that, that dream? Yeah. Um, that requires just a small backstory. So my father is a University of Michigan grad, and so is his father, my paternal grandfather. Um, 80 and 56, I believe. Um, and so at a very young age, I was brainwashed uh, to be a University of Michigan fan. Um, you know, we had season tickets, so I've been to dozens and dozens of games. Um, so obviously football, being a big part of my life and being around it, getting this profession, um, you know, there's not, not anything I would I would rather you know do than be the special teams coordinator at Michigan. Um, and God, you know, maybe one day becoming the head coach. Yeah, I wouldn't turn that down either. But special teams coordinator at Michigan is something that I see that's attainable and uh, you know obviously lofty but attainable. And you know there there might not be a better feeling to me in my life than 
you know, seeing my father uh, after a game at the big house and us winning or hitting a game-winning field goal, and, you know, my dad, the alum, is the one on the field that's, you know, congratulating me and giving me a hug. So that's, that is the ultimate goal for me. That's awesome. Where, where to next? Uh, in terms of position? Yeah, just what, yeah. what would be the next step in, to attain that goal? Um, gosh, professionally, it's got to be, you know, a little more understanding of the game schematically and things like that. I come in with a, you know, pretty unique uh, set of knowledge uh, compared to most of my contemporaries. You know, there's some other guys who are former kickers and punters out there in our position, um, but there aren't many and, and, mo and far, few and far between. I, uh, you know, I have a pretty great understanding of what it takes to be a successful punter, a successful kicker, and learning more about snapping every day. Um, but schematically, I know I need to just see what else is out there, study more, uh, and understand that, to just be able to to help whoever wants to hire me next or our current special teams coordinator here at Akron. Um, when it comes to the job, you know, I understand that maybe another year or two of a QC is, is what I need to do, hell, even longer. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind being an analyst uh, either. Part of my corporate background, like I said, is the finance aspect. Um, within those years, I worked up into marketing. And so you're managing, you know, portfolios of products, you know, millions of dollars of products. And that requires not only just a financial understanding of business, but also the marketing side and selling side and um, analytical side, how we take data and use it to help us you know, make decisions for our product category in order to improve profit, right? Or profit growth, margin growth. Um, so I, I have a pretty, you know, quick finger with Excel and, and you know, understanding the numbers and, and having them tell me the story I want them to tell me. Um, and you can attest to that, right? There's plenty of times that you and I have sat there and said, okay, this formation 70% of the time, this player here, this happens 80% of the time. You know, those are things that I know that I can bring value with um, and the hope, you know, this ever increasing, you know, statistical nerd version of football that is happening, you know, both in the NFL and college. Um, I think I can, you know, bring a couple, you know, a unique combination of those things, as well as an understanding, uh, you know, that I want to grow and become ultimately the leader, the coordinator. Um, and so, um, like I said, if that, however long it takes me to become the uh, special teams coordinator at Michigan, I'll do whatever it takes to get there. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really good stuff. I think you hit on some really important things uh, that we in coaching and around athletics need to, to think about. You know, we all have our specialties and, and the things that we're really, really good at, um, but also being willing to, to learning the things that, that we don't know and, and trying to make our weaknesses strengths. Um, and as I said, I think, you know, having that, that hunger to do that uh, is definitely going to help you in your career. Uh, any advice that you would give to someone, you know, maybe they're a punter kicker who, who wants again to, you know, kicking and, and teaching that type of, or teaching kicking, or, you know, someone who's been grinding in the you know, professional world for, you know, 10 years and is thinking about coaching. Oh, a number of things. I mean, it's going to sound cliche and sound like I'm your father, but you know, you got to choose a path that you love. You have to, um, the older you get, the more I realize that, uh, you know, it's, and it certainly isn't easy. Um, and I've, I've found that to be the case, like we've talked a couple of times here. It's this, once you find what you love, um, it's, it's worth fighting for, even if it's hard. Um, so if what you want to do is 
you know, become a, a, you know, you have a kicking background and you want to coach high school teams, whatever, volunteer, do whatever it takes, go do it. I mean, you make the effort. Um, if you want to bring to the college ranks, uh, you know, don't give up, keep putting in what it takes to get there. Like I said, you know, Carroll University was, was, you know, like something in the thirties of places I applied to before I found the right one. Um, but my, I think the biggest advice you can do is you can't, you know, I can give is you can't do it alone. I like to think of myself as an introvert, self-sufficient, you know, can write a, my own, you know, manage my own checkbook and change a tire, you know, but you, you can't do it alone. You just can't, you got to have, um, like I said, a strong partner who's understanding and willing to go on this journey with you um, as well as, you know, family, you, you've got to embrace all the help that you can, you can get. Um, there's a lot of pride in this business. There's a lot of guys that come from a, you know, come with a competitive edge and that, you know, that pride they can do it themselves. They can win on their own or, or be, you know, succeed in that way, but you just can't. And, and no one can. I, I haven't met anybody in the profession who, who has done it alone. You just, you just can't do it. So be open and willing to take all the help you can get, all the support you can find and, and, and embrace that this is not a journey that you will ultimately do alone. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. So true. Um, just wrapping up here, you want to give the people your your Twitter handle so you know if they can reach out to you, connect, ask you for some uh, financial advice. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's at Coach Wood eighty eight uh, eighty eight because it was my jersey number and I'm obsessed with it. Um, but yeah, anybody, anybody for any reason wants to reach out for me for kicking advice, you know, staffing even. I, I at least I got some connections to help you there. Coaching. Corporate world. I mean, anything, anything that you need, I'm, I'm always willing to answer. And I, I try my best to answer every kid that reaches out to me. Um, so don't ever hesitate to reach out. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on and uh, until next time. Thanks coach.